What is up, movie lovers? Welcome to another edition of No Content for Old Men. This is the podcast where you can find reviews of the latest movies, plus some streaming suggestions for your weekend. As always, I'm your host, Matt Craig. Thank you so much for listening. This week, we're taking a look at Antebellum, which is the brand new social thriller from Gerard Bush and Christopher Rentz. And I don't want to spoil too much, but I would say my reaction is a mixed bag. <laughs> We've got a whole handful of shows and movies that I wanted to pass along my thoughts on, so we'll go ahead and get into those. Um, but right off the bat, feel free to subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify. You can check out the newsletter on which it's based by heading to my Twitter bio, at Mr. Matt Craig, and clicking the link. And yeah, please spread the word. In an industry that's always giddy to play copycat, the effects of 2017 masterpiece Get Out are still reverberating. Welcome to the Jordan Peele generation. Antebellum is definitely a Get Out wannabe, which isn't exactly the worst ambition. The appetite for social thrillers has never been higher, and it's good to know that Quentin Tarantino doesn't have a total monopoly on revisionist revenge fantasies. But here's the thing about attempting to address the highly charged racial ecosystem of 2020. One cannot put slavery images on screen without being prepared to make a political statement about our world today. Just ask David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, creators of Game of Thrones, who found this out the hard way when they announced an HBO series counterfactual about a world in which the Confederates won the Civil War, which got protested straight into the trash bin. <laughs> this is The Failure of Antebellum, a movie with a clever premise and structure, plus a great lead acting performance that makes no attempt to capture or contend with the gravity of what it's putting on screen. The real-life stakes are simply too high right now to settle for the easiest and most trite storytelling choices. I won't share too much out of a fear of ruining a, a pretty decent little twist, but the movie follows a successful author as she reckons with her ancestral burden as an African-American woman. Now, in journalism class, we had an axiom. If dog bites man, that's a shame. If man bites dog, that's a story. The lesson there is that the thing worth sharing is what's new or surprising. That's what Get Out did so well, turning the spotlight of racism on well-meaning, woke liberals who would have, quote-unquote, voted for Obama a third term. This movie is downright conservative. Making all the white characters cartoonishly evil takes all the teeth out of the bite of the message, and making all the black characters aspirational and perfect destroys any suspense. You know who I wasn't conflicted about condemning? Plantation slave owners. Heck, the persecutors in this movie could have been evil Nazis or Russians or whatever, and nothing really would have changed. Systematic racism is not under the microscope here whatsoever, only the plights of these particular characters. Now, as a shallow popcorn flick, I actually enjoyed the first two-thirds of this movie quite a bit. Pop star Janelle Monet handles most of the heavy lifting with undeniable presence and surprising charisma making us truly care about the one character in the movie who isn't a one-dimensional caricature. Now, maybe the movie likes her a little too much, because as the story comes down the homestretch, it changes its tune completely from an all-out oppression to a full-on wish fulfillment. The punishment may be well-deserved, but within the context of the movie, it certainly isn't earned. I, for one, welcome this Jordan Peele generation. I think it will produce a lot of incredible art but 
I'm just not so sure Antebellum belongs on the mantle. Every week, we take a look at something new, something old, and something to stream. But this week, you're getting three somethings new, and that's because we're at the time of year when a lot of new, especially television, drops. And we're going to start with Fargo Season 4. It's on FX, but you can watch it on Hulu the next day, which is how I saw it this week. And if you're unfamiliar, each of Noah Hawley's seasons of the show based on the iconic Coen Brothers movie follow a totally new story. So feel free to hop into the first episode of this season that dropped this past week. This time we're in mid-century Kansas City, where Chris Rock and the Black Gang in town maintains a feeble alliance with Jason Schwartzman and the Italian Mafia. Now, I can't deny that the show has lost some of its luster and originality over the years, and its violence may not be for everyone, but Holly is still one of the best storytellers in the world, and he shows why once again here. So definitely give Fargo a try. Also on Hulu, you can watch Hooking Up. Now, the romantic comedy genre is in the hospital sick right now, and sex romp movies are six feet deep, which is a big reason why this straight-to-Hulu steamy road trip movie was not able to corral the caliber of stars required to pull off a pretty clever little, if not familiar, premise. A man with testicular cancer goes on a last hurrah road trip with a woman who writes a Sex in the City-esque online column. Of course... The man is too prude and the woman is a sex addict, leading to the exact character development arc you're expecting. No shade to Brittany Snow or Sam Richardson, the lead actors, who I have liked in other contexts, but they're not quite charismatic enough to elevate this paint-by-number story beyond easy viewing background material, but it is good for that. And lastly, The Chef Show Volume 4 on Netflix. If I've said it once, I've said it, well four times. (laughs) Few things bring me more joy than watching Roy Choi and Jon Favreau cook together. This is not a show that shows you how to cook or where to eat necessarily, but it does dive headfirst into the restaurant culture and the obsessive chefs who define it. This season spans everything from baked goods to fine dining to late night cheeseburgers, and what it may lack in instruction, it more than makes up for an inspiration. In fact, now that I think about it, I think I'm going to make something from the show for dinner tonight. Happy cooking. This week for something old, I'm taking a look at Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious, which came out in 1946. If asked to explain the premise of any Alfred Hitchcock movie, it never ceases to amaze me how modern his stories sound. In this case, a government agent convinces a woman to go undercover to Rio de Janeiro with a Nazi sympathizer who's in love with her, even as the agent himself falls in love. Now, that's a movie that could come out this decade, and probably has. Cary Grant and Ingrid Bergman are on some peak movie star stuff, which balances the slow pacing by today's standards. It's like James Bond if the Bond girl was actually the hero. How cool is that? And the full movie is available for free on YouTube because apparently it's so old that it's lapsed into the public domain. So make sure you take advantage. Something to stream this week. It's on HBO Max and it's Dave, which came out in 1993. Now, after watching the 
quote, total mess inside of a dumpster fire, inside of a train wreck, unquote, presidential debate, as Jake Tapper put it. This was the perfect palate cleanser, restoring some dignity to the nation's highest office. Ironically, it's a story about fake news, when a president's body double is temporarily installed as commander-in-chief. But it's earnest and it's good-hearted in a way that seems exclusive to movies in the 1990s. The thing that has aged about the movie the most is really just how low stakes being president seems like it was 25 years ago. Which isn't to say I wouldn't take Dave as our president today in a heartbeat, or I guess really anyone. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. As always, thank you so much for listening. And please feel free to uh, share the newsletter, share this podcast. I would greatly appreciate that. Next week, there's really not any new movies to come out. I'm thinking about maybe checking out Anna, which is available right now on iTunes, but no new releases. So I'm considering doing another Netflix rundown, or maybe I could do a top 10 rundown on Hulu or Amazon Prime. Still undecided, so yeah, if you've made it this far, please get in touch with me, either on Twitter at Mr. Matt Craig or uh, by responding to the email of my newsletter, and let me know what you want to see for next week's newsletter slash podcast. Until then, I guess I'll see you at the movies.